Blog Talk Radio.
When I tell you tonight is going to be a party night, I'm your show's host, creator, and producer, Darlene Lewis, and tonight is going to be all about dancing, having a good time, and flipping it, talking about health. Why am I talking about health? Because a lot of us are not taking care of ourselves mentally, emotionally, and physically. One thing I do notice that a lot of the legends and pioneers of hip-hop are embarking on something great with the Groundbreakers uh, presenting hip-hop health care, which I think is very, very important. We also want to wish Tony Braxton, who suffers from lupus, uh, extreme recovery, and also shout-out to Trina on Facebook, who is always, always uh, sending out good vibes. Well, it's called The WAP. Now, I know you guys know about that dance, the WAP, but the show, to show you just how important dance has been, we're going to have the creator of that song and dance, B-Fest, call in. Hopefully in a few minutes uh, he'll be calling in the show. And uh, we just want you to know that not since the twist had the music industry seen such influence on the dance floor and on the radio. Now, when hip-hop artists made records that created dance moves, this new way of presenting music was extremely powerful. The most influential hip-hop dance and song in the 80s was the WAP. Okay, we had the Pee-wee Hermit. Don't get me wrong, we had the Pee-wee Hermit, but the WAP just knocked it out. So hopefully a caller will be calling in, and we will speak to the show's creator. The WAP... uh, is a song that everybody remember because you could shake your head, you could shimmy, you know what I mean? You could bend down, then you could flip it in, you know, and funk it up. And tonight's guest is B-Fat. Uh, hi. Good. Welcome to blogtalkradio.com's Ear No Evil. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm fine. Who is this? Darlene? Is this Darlene? <laughs> Yes, it is. Is this the one and only B-Fats? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> All right. We have the show's creator uh, on the yep. other line, and they're trying to call in as well. But unfortunately, they can't hear you, but I hear you loud and clear. Welcome to Hear No Evil. Hey, Hear No Evil, we here. God bless you, darling. Thanks for having me on this evening. Listen, Fats. You know, I know you. We go way back. But listen, (laughs) a lot of our listeners don't know, and those of you that are on hold that are calling in, you're going to have to turn your your computers down because you're getting feedback from your phone. I'm going to let you speak to him. We're going to be on until 7, so hold your horses. Um, When you first got into the music industry, what was your... Influence. I think we lost him. Oh, seems to have been the call. Seems to have been dropped. Uh, I don't know what happened, but um, hopefully he'll call back because I know you guys want to talk to him and and uh, get the four one one on what he's been up to. Oh, he's back. I don't know what happened. We lost him, but he seems to be back on the air. Be fast. I think I'm back. I think I'm back. Okay, you're back. We can't lose you now. 
Listen, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stay still. I'm gonna stay still. <laughs> yeah, we got people calling in. Uh, we somebody just called in with the first three digits five two zero. You're on the air, but right now we're gonna talk to B Fat. B Fat, you come from a musical family, so of course you yeah. were influenced. How did you get involved with the industry? What brought the WAP on? And go. <laughs> well, you know, like a lot of people might don't know is that music business for me was sort of like shoved down my throat, like, like, like. <laughs> really like, you know, because my mom is uh, a performer. Uh, her, her love for the industry recording stemmed from her from a childhood. So, you know, from a child, uh, she gave us, I should say, purchase instruments for us, me, Donald, Greg, my brother, Daryl Anderson, Alfred Avant, and a few other people. And my sister, Debbie, sang the lead, and we called ourselves the Bowden's Affair. And uh, we were we were really good. We were coming up during that same era of the Jacksons, and uh, we were really good, darling. We were really good. You know, we were so good that I didn't really have that normal childhood in school that I should have. I was playing bars when I should have been home getting ready for school the next day. You know what I'm saying? So, um my mother's love, I would have to say, and her interaction in the music industry is how I, you know, was introduced to this whole thing. Now, your mom is Vernell Bowden, who correct. was also a singer in a group, a 50s doo-wop group. Is that correct? Right. They call themselves the Superbs. Wow. So they they were going against they were going against that group the Supremes and they used to call wow. themselves the Superbs. And and now your mom is also a lot of people aren't aware of this, but your mom is the person that put the SWV group together. Is that not true? Yes, that that is so true and you can actually see that footage on YouTube, Mama V uh SWV story. And, uh, you know, just just fortunately, when Donald was alive and uh, we was recording SWV, I used to be what is called a video camera buff. When I move, my camera moves. And so I have live footage of me recording SWV in the studio, recording their first tune. Matter of fact, their name wasn't even SWV when we was recording and I have footage to support this. They were calling themselves, uh, oh, my God, I forgot the name. I can't recall it right now, but it was, was another it name. Was it Sisters with Voices? No, it wasn't Sisters with Voices. Uh, it was a name my mom had given them, and uh, I got Leanne on tape uh, saying that she didn't like the name. Uh, they, 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 they eventually became SWV when they signed with that label that took mm-hmm. on them for the first album. That's when the SWV came forth. Right. Okay, but that's a whole nother story. Let's focus on the WAP. How did that happen? How did you come up with that concept? And how did you get your brother and, and Teddy Riley to get involved with the music? Well, you know, as a lot of people may or may not know, you know, Harlem is uh, very instrumental towards the start of hip-hop. You know, it's like a lot of people speak of the Bronx, and I take nothing from the Bronx in their quest to 
be the king slash founders of hip hop. But, you know, it's not like we wasn't there. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I held the Harlem area down. When I say I, I mean me, Donald D, the Sapphire Crew, Al Cash, Greg Marius, and just so many different people, Master Dawn, uh, Treacherous Three, uh, Spoonie Cold G. Plus. and I, and I'm I sorry, just, the Crash Crew. I just have to mention these people, you know, Crash Crew, you know, because, you know, it was a it was a swag going down in Harlem as well. And it's like I hear people take the whole findings of hip-hop to the Bronx, and I, I get bothered with the fact that no one recognized the uh, the Harlem swag because truth of the matter is I never really partied in the Bronx. Why? Because mm. Harlem kept me so well entertained. But, right. yes, um, the rock came along as uh, an idea that I was writing on my job. I was working for a car dealership called Martin Motors on Lower Manhattan, 50th Street and 11th Avenue. And, uh, you know, during my breaks, you know, because another thing is uh, I was not first a rapper. And today I am still not a rapper. I am an official DJ. That's what I do, okay, slash band member. And, uh... The WAP is something I just wrote because I felt it in my heart. And uh, I was in the studio with Curtis Hamilton, who was doing some work with my brother Donald at the at that time. And uh, Kurt was like, ain't you B-Fast? And, I, you know, we went through the whole thing. Yeah, B-Fast. And I said, yo, man, I'd like to do something more than you. And so I was like, sure, sounds good, you know. Uh, and uh, I threw him a few lyrics for a half-written project, that I was, you know, just entertaining, and uh, Teddy was there, and we was actually working at the studio in Queens. I can't remember the name. Oh my God, the name it, it escapes me, and I know the was it power I know play? the name. Power play. There you go. <laughs> we were in power play doing some work, and uh, Ted was there working on some stuff. For uh, I think it was Hollywood. I think he was doing the Untame. No, 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 no. Yeah, the Untame Untame track. Yes, he was. Wow. World of World. And uh, he asked me about what I was doing, and I gave him a little insight on what I was doing and what I would like to do. And uh, you know, it's just like that, darling. Yeah, I, I ain't could have been making a long story just like that. Kurt was like, "Okay, next week we in the studio doing you," and we went in and we did it, and it's like. Wow, it, it it just took off so fast into I, I didn't even I wasn't even emotionally, mentally, or spiritually prepared for the success of the WAP. I, I really wasn't. I, I I really took the WAP as a light uh, uh, addressment towards it, but the world embraced the WAP, and still today, you know. And I and I'm like, wow. I think I'm just finally after 20-plus years, starting to understand the substantialness of the why. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you mean to tell me, like, so, okay, so you just happened to just lay this song down, and, of course, you did the shows and everything, um, and it had such an impact, but do you not realize that the WAP is, like, up there, like, with the twist? You know, I'm, like I said, now I'm starting to understand the full full substance of what the WAP has uh, grown and is as, you know, I start to get 
a different uh, view from where I was. You know, I, one thing about me, darling, I think you always knew that, that I was never boisterous or flashy mm-hmm. or or just, you know, that dude that had to be seen. Uh, very low-key, very uh, 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 non-out there, you know. I'm okay with being on the side, being in the back. And so, you know, I guess with that attitude that I possess for myself, I just didn't see that recording being uh, as successful as it ultimately became. But I'm grateful today to be able to look at that recording, hear it, and and watch people today still enjoy that recording as if it was done in today's essence, you know. Now we have someone that has been on hold. Cole, are you still there? Yes, I'm still there. Hi, who are you? Welcome to Hear No Evil. Who are we speaking to? Hello, darling. This is Money Mike, a.k.a. Mr. Moet, Sapphire Crew for Life. <laughs> That's my day one brother right there. He got me involved in hip-hop, and I've been in hip-hop ever since. B-Fat, God bless the dead, Donald D. That's my brother for life. Trust me. Wow, Money Mike, what's happening, man? Love you, you big already guy. know. Yeah, man. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike is another one of them cats that's just been uh he was there right. before it all. You know, Mike 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 understands the the, the, the beginning. I'm talking about the beginning. <laughs> I'm talking about up the to the light parties, the plugging up in the light poles, the fifty cent parties that drew mm. <laughs> you know when you see right, we, fact, this, fact. this brother right here. Hello? Hello? Right. Hello? You had your chance to talk. Let me say this, darling. Let me tell you a little story about facts. I mean, I okay, now you got less story. than two minutes. <laughs> okay, listen. I'm gonna tell you how innovative this brother is. This brother, we was. This is back in the '80s at Broadway International. Do you know mm. Fat put his name up with a light bright set? <laughs> and I tell that story all the time. Be fast in lights. I swear to everything I love. That's my dude. I love you, bro. Hello, you too big, homie. You already know, bro. Wow. 35 hey, years Hey, yo, Mike, you're the only one that remember that story because the light bright was something that we did not bring out to the club. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to blow you up. Now, now, Fat, um, yeah. so we know you're involved with what's going on up at the Rucker. Right. We know you're doing radio. We know you produce. A lot of people, I mean, you you produce. Of course, you you introduce. You and your mom introduced me to the Meows, which became DL2, which became they these hot girls. And you got all of these different acts. You you guys are good with breaking new acts, but you have a very strong production skill and DJ skill. And um, do you find yourself like your your style is timeless. Like you are, you've been able to transition, but your style is so real and raw that it's never dated. Now, how do you maintain that? Like, what do you just listen to what the kids are listening to? Because I know you well, were involved with that Chicken Little Soup project some kind of way. I don't know whether you influenced them or you knew them, but how did that come about? Well, the Chicken Noodle Soup project was basically uh, a project that I had no direct uh, impact on the making of. 
but I did have a direct impact on the breaking of, uh, because as you may or may not know, the Rucker Park EVC at mm-hmm. some point became well known for breaking records. You know, it's like every season, I mean, thousands of recordings were brought to me in the park for me to play. You understand? And, uh, then they, they, they just basically say, Sass, listen, I just want you to play my record, man, and, and, and then I'll come perform. And, you know, because I have so much love for my people in the essence of striving to do things that keeps them out of trouble, you know, mm-hmm. I would do that. You understand what I'm saying to you? Because I felt like, you know, well, not felt like, I feel like, you know, if you don't do it, who else is going to do it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, so many young people right now is going through so many different things, and one of their outlets that I'm seeing is the music. And I feel like to give them a shot to express themselves musically is to give them a shot to want to stay focused in a positive manner. Right. You know, So I do what I do at the Rucker to help my young people because, you know what, truth is they are our future, darling. That's and, right. And, 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 you know, somebody did it for me. Somebody did it for you, darling. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and since we did, I'm not going to take a long time to say this. You know, I just want to thank you, too, because, you know, what you are and has been for us was that outlet that gave us the mobile that we needed to be seen visually. Mm, you, you gave that to us, darling. You know, and and, and there weren't there weren't many uh, 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 outlets like yours that was up and running to the magnitude that you ran your cable show. You know, mm-hmm. people respected what you did. You understand? And so to say, hey, I'm gonna be on Darlene Lewis' show this Wednesday or Monday, whatever day it was that it was on. People were glued to the set and and waiting to see that. And then to be downtown in lower Manhattan and watch you go through all the mechanics, the editing, you know, it's like, I was like, wow. (laughs) Wow. She she really go through all of this for us and then you do it for free? Well, you know, I get sponsors um, that allow me to promote their products, goods, and services. And so, because I pick my sponsors, um, I'm able to promote what I want. So right. I go through a lot, but I don't go, I'm not the sellout chick. So, um, yeah, I own all my footage. <laughs> so I own all my reels. So I'm not in bed with anyone. So at the end of the day, like they when they shut us down up in cable, at Paragon Cable, when they were becoming Time Warner, they tried to take our reels. It wasn't happening. Then they changed the format, so they expect you not to know. But they didn't know that I was doing TV way before I got my college degree in film and video. So right. I was ready for the transition. But my thing is is that I got tired of all of these shows coming up that was promoting people that were not really hot. And I'm like, well, what about the people that was here 10 or 15 years before these people? These people are not the the innovators or they're hot now because of record sales, that's what makes them hot? No. Right. So, um 
So I would, you know, it was nothing for me because that's what I loved. That was my passion, the music. And because I was behind the scenes, like I said, with all of these recording artists and having a family member that, you know, invested in Enjoy Records and was partners with Bobby Robinson before there was Enjoy, I was always around all of these guys, and they just happened to become famous. And you know what I mean? So things just happened. And like you said, we were in Manhattan, and you know in Manhattan we make it happen. That's right. (laughs) You know what I'm That's saying? Cool. And, um, but it was a pleasure promoting you. Like I said, the whole family, you know, y'all like family to me, you know, no matter what, because you're so talented. It wasn't for Donald showing me the boys. He was the only one that would let me come in the recording studio. Way before Missy Elliott was doing this stuff, I was in the studio. But, you know, when Donald passed, you know, I never gravitated to nobody as much as I did. I mean, I was working with Barry B., but he that was only because I was writing songs for Miss Jones on the low. But right, then okay. let's that, you know. So, like I said, I've been around you guys a long time, um, and I see the transition in the music. But the but a lot of these legends, and you're a legend, you're a pioneer, you're a legend. But you still like you're relative. You you transition. You you do other things, you know. But your record, the WAP, um. It's classic, it's timeless, and it's up there, you know, like with uh, Rapid's Delight and all of that stuff. So I just wanted to give you your props because you know how they say, you know, people wait till a person passes on before they really highlight them. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving people their props so there will be a record archived somewhere that, yeah, this person did exist. Don't forget who this person is because there aren't anybody, there aren't too many people out there that are, Innovative. They're here today. They're going tomorrow. You know how this music industry is. Right, right. You know. Um, but um, listen, it's been an amazing thing, and I would welcome you to be our honorary DJ <laughs> to call in on on Thursdays and um, just you know give advice maybe to people that's calling in or even talk about the future. Um, of music and future, what you've been up to, and uh, do you have anything coming up? Because I know you're doing promotions, you do trips, you got a lot of stuff in in the pocket. Well, um, basically, uh, I see my life as well as my focus is starting to take a turn for community uh, activities. You mm-hmm. know, we have an award ceremony coming up March thirtieth. March 30th at Drew Hamilton Center. We're taking it to the Mecca of Drew Hamilton where we'll be rewarding, giving out awards. We're calling it the Direct Impact Dinner mm. Awards Ceremony. These are people that have had a direct impact on us as children, giving us things to do. And, and we honor such people like Mr. Chick, Roscoe Bradley, from mm-hmm. back in the day, Miss Isabel Dennis, who was the first director of Drew Hamilton uh, Community Center, you know, Donald, myself, Al Cash, Greg Marius, who brought the EBC. And what these awards is basically saying is, hey, man, you know, uh, we appreciate the fact that you gave us something to do during those years, the 80s, late 70s, 80s, and 90s, and, and still on, to be honest, because the, the EBC still is up and running. Uh, 
in answering the question that you was asking, what keeps me current, I guess I have to say my interaction with my young people, my my my, my sons, all my sons are DJs. Uh, they call themselves the Lean Brothers, and and they're just really doing some great things. Uh, and the Danny D's, the Mel Stars, you know, and and Sick Mix Radio, and and, and just staying current with life on life's terms, you know, because uh, one of the things I say to a lot of my young people when I'm blessed with the time to speak with them is that if you feel you can learn something new, then you're done. So, you know, right. it's like I'm always learning something new, and so I embrace it. Not to cut yeah. you off, but you got all of these fans. Just Somebody just shout out who you are and say hello to Be Fast. And be, before you do that, Be Fast, where can a person, how can they contact you? If they want to hire you to perform or get your music, how can they reach you briefly? Well, basically, uh, I guess your best shot, if you don't have my personal phone number, is Facebook, Original B-Facts. Just, just inbox. Original B-Facts in, inbox. And thank you so much for calling in. Now, who? I, someone's calling in from a 404 area code. Say hello and say who you are briefly. Hello? Okay, I guess they're shy. Someone's calling with the first three digits, 772. Call, hello? Caller? Yes, are you yes. Hi. Hi. Who are you? In- well, I am um, BFAT's assistant. My name is Sashiva, and I'm listening to you guys yes, talking in the background. Hey, bro. And <laughs> I wanted to, my brother, um, him and his uh, lady friend hit my Facebook page and told me to call in. And um, so I, I dialed the wrong number at first. So, you know, I I'm listening and I'm thinking to myself, you know, um, the conversation that you guys are having and what he's sharing with you guys. I want to be able to also add, if I can, that you know, my brother has done a lot of things more than what he's being so very modest about. Right. And I'm very proud of him as um, a man, as my brother, and for what he has done in the community. Um, I remember when the WAP first came out and how very popular that song was and now that it's such an iconic, you know, um, a piece of music that a lot of even young people still, when they hear it, they're like, oh, that's a nice song, you know, who made that, this and that, whatever have you. Um, you know, he, he's really, really put a, a, I would say he's made, he's paved a, a path for people that, are definitely coming after him and that have come after him. Um, MC Shan the other day was on Facebook, and he, I'm a friend on his page, and he had made a comment on his um, one of his posts, and he was like, you know, don't nobody do it better than none of us pioneers. And when he started mentioning people's names, I was a little, you know, overwhelmed when I saw my brother's name be fat, you know, within the, 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 the comment that he had made. So, yes, you know, people like him and the things that he does within the community is very vital to the music today because it keeps us reminded about as where we came from, where we're going, and, you know, as far as where we're going, where we really need to be. So, well, you know, I, wanna I just want to thank you. I, I, mm-hmm. I wish we had more time. Um, mm-hmm. This sounds like we need to do a part two some sometime in the future. But mm-hmm. uh, please continue to listen in to Hear No Evil every Thursday at 630. Uh, mm-hmm. You can always call in at 347-989-0761. You can find out about what we're doing at futurenetworkproductions.com. Until okay. then, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you, darling. You're welcome. 
touched 